Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Sharp Money, busy day, busy week, presented by DraftKings, VSIN, the sports betting network. Hope you're doing well as we welcome you in. I'm Patrick Maher, live from Los Angeles. More importantly, Amal Shaw, Dustin Sweetelson flanking Mike Palm at the D, where he is VP of Ops, along with Circa, Golden Gate. You can hear Mike Palm. Lombardi line on Fridays with Pritch and Femi. Of course, live bet Saturday with Ben Wilson. And today, after us here on Sharp Money with Tim Murray on VSIN Primetime. Hi, Mike. How are you? Hello, Patrick. How are you? I hope it's warmer there where you are than it is where we are. It is. I have heard uh, Dustin and Amal have not been happy with the weather gods as although I am a little surprised. Amal, did you say 29 degrees last night in Vegas? Yeah. Yeah, that's cold. Yeah, I can't I, lie. I haven't been able to do my cardio. That's why. That's why. <laughs> what did you, you have blaming your, it on that? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> What'd you have your thermostat at last night? Still 66? Uh, about 68, yeah. 67. I went to 70. I was chilly. There, there have been a couple mornings 68. where I woke up and it was like 62. Yeah. And I thought I was sick. I was like, oh, no, am I getting no. sick? Do I have the chills? And then I turned like, no, it's cold in here. We have a ton to tackle with Palm per usual. We'll get to Palm versus the Prince coming up in about 10 minutes. But let's recap where we sit right now. The circuit properties. How'd we do on the blowout there with Michigan? And also let us know on Monday night how Derek Stevens celebrated. Well, uh, th- I think his celebration was Sunday night when he took out um, the man that finished in first. Uh, and Circa Millions and Greg Jones and, you know, the winners of the contest. They had a, they had a late night on Sunday night. Uh, nice. He took him to dinner at the Italian American Club here in uh, here in Las Vegas. And uh, I know they were still at Megabar at 3 a.m. So he recovered in time to to get back in for the uh, when, when did ESPN start their pregame two o'clock Pacific <laughs> time for Michigan uh, against Washington. So, um, yeah, it was a, it was more like a coronation right for Harbaugh and uh, it had like a lifetime achievement award. And uh, they, what were the AC official, ACC officials? They, they helped them along the way there, I think. I thought I thought the officials were from Ann Arbor Pioneer High School. They were. They let the Michigan DBs play pretty physical, and yeah. any time a Washington offensive lineman made contact with a defensive lineman, they called holding. And <laughs> but that, I I think Michigan probably was the better side, but they helped it along. 
Yeah, I would say Jim Harbaugh in the postgame presser, it was interesting. He doth protest right about his innocence. At one point, they actually had him try on a glove, which was weird. But congratulations, (laughs) of course, Mike Palm to Derek Stevens and everybody there in Michigan. This was they're calling it the best Michigan team of all time. Uh, They certainly played some bully ball and old school run the football type style like Michigan used to do. But all time, that's a stretch. Well, they needed a late rally to send the game with Alabama into overtime. They right. beat Ohio. They played dead even with Ohio State at Ann Arbor. The first quarter interception was probably the yeah. only difference in that game. They struggled at Maryland. Uh, didn't throw a pass in the second half at Penn State. Are they deserving champions? Yes. Are they in the top ten all time? To me, no. Is it the best Michigan team ever? No. I, I think that's too much hyperbole. It was funny. I saw on social media, a lot of people were trying to compare this 2023 Wolverines team to 2019 LSU, which has probably been the gold standard for the I'm not kidding. The funniest thing I've ever heard. Somebody, I like one of somebody's comments. They go, hey, it's not too late to delete this. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's hyperbole, as Mike is known for. I totally, that is, I agree with him. I, we got to give you congratulations because you have a lot to do with the circuit contests. And every year, the cachet continues to climb and this year was the best of all circa survivor we'll get to that and circa million year five a huge success mike yeah it really was and derek and i and jeff benson have done a lot of interviews um over the past couple months and we'll do more interviews this weekend as we have the awards presentation friday night here you attended it two years ago a mall in the, the detroit ballroom on the 12th floor here at the d there'll be more people than ever getting awards as this is sort of a, a an event to come to but also precedes really what might be the best weekend in football wild card weekend right so it's a great time for everybody to come out and the winners get their 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 uh, checks as well as their bouquets but um, you know, Derek's brought up a, a consistent, interesting point in all this because I don't feel my role was huge in all of it. I mean, I helped to promote it in the early days and helped to go after Cornegay and all that. But I did insist when we first had the, this concept, when Derek first said, we're going to start a sports book and I want to get it open in the summer and then we're going to hit them with a football contest, you know, the next year to really establish our name. I insisted on no rake. That is true in his recounting of of things. I said it will be a differentiator for us. And now the quarters, I think, also. How you want to say what, what had more of an impact? Amal and Vinny Mayula were the only two people I knew who said that by year two would eclipse the Westgate in the Millions contest, right? People said, well, three or four years, you'll be on equal footing. You said by year two, and it happened in year two. But I do think the no rake was an important part of it. Well, I don't know a lot of socialists in America. Dave so. Tooley, other well, than Dave Tooley, you know I mean? who wanted to argue that rake is irrelevant. Uh, well, look, the bottom line <laughs> is I think there's a couple of factors that made this thing ascend very quickly. Number one, you weren't giving away free entries to people. I mean, if somebody else is paying $1,000, you don't want somebody getting a free shot at a million dollars and then on top of it the fact that you're not taking out any percentage it all goes back to the players that are involved in the contest that's a huge difference in any kind of tournament if you look at in a poker tournament mike you know this very well guys people want to see what the payout is based on what the prize pool and the number of entries are and it's the same thing here well i think it's interesting that mike compared dave tooley to a socialist because he hasn't been a favorite since the cold war 
Well, I, I will say this. This is just some interesting notes, and you mm -hmm. can draw your own conclusions. I've never seen Dave Thule and Lenoid Brezhnev in the same room at the same time, <laughs> and I've never seen Matt Brown or Dave Haxtell in the same room at the same time. So think about that. It's true. <laughs> i got to Google Dave Haxtell. The head, coach of, head coach of the Kraken. <laughs> 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 it's not bad. You're right. It's a good comparison. It's a great comparison. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! And but you're, to your point, I'll try to get back on the track. To your <laughs> point about the rake, if you don't think rake bothers sports betters, ask horse players. Mm -hmm. Ask horse betters. It's the biggest point of contention. Well, they're betting. They're so. betting all the ones with the reduced takeout, the pick fives, and all the specials the tracks are doing, because they can't beat the 17, 18 percent. You got to have it. I mean, in poker players, it's a especially uh, cogent too as well. And, and we see now with the growth of this contest, the poker community, as this thing has now gotten into the 10 million range, the poker community and your friend Steve Fezzik now involved, right? Because now you don't even have to enter the contest. You can wait to week 12 or 13 and pick a horse, right? <laughs> and th that's what they did. They're, they're buying into shares of people. Fezzik's biggest check will not come from that entry that was top five all season, but will come from his percentage of L.A. Joneser that he bought. He's getting 400000 out of that $2.3 million. Right. Oh, so wow. you can figure the percentage of what that is and crack as a percent of that as a percent of that. And we go deep into the weeds as we go into the fifth level. But the poker community got very involved. And of course, Golden Boy was is a poker player as well. But it, it becomes interesting as the numbers get bigger. Different factions of the, of the gambling communities get involved. I just want to yep. get your take real quick yeah. uh, in terms of because there's so much money at stake yeah. that people choose to kind of sell off parts of that. I mean. To me, how much are you buying in for that you're going to give up $400,000, my question? Well, so it depended when you got in, yeah, right? Exactly. So, like, I know Paul Howard's entry that made a deep run. On one week, 10% was 3000 The next week, it was 6000 The next week, it was 8000 The next week, it was 12000 as the field trimmed down. So it depended how early you got in on this. I think it became the chic way to monetize this year, Patrick, because of the big point is you don't have to be liquid. You don't have to have a lot of money to hedge off your position. Although we offered credit and issued over 3 million in credit to people that were mainly in Survivor, but also to top five in Circa Million. Several of them got $100,000 credit lines. Matt Humans, we all know, had a shot of the fourth quarter. And if Miami had covered the three on Sunday night, he would have split first and second, which is 150 and 60, 210. Mm -hmm. He'd have got 105,000. Instead, because the Bills covered, he wound up in a five-way tie for fifth. He got a check for 2,000 instead of 105,000. I can tell you, we gave him a line of credit. He made a significant hedge on that game um, with the Bills on Sunday night. So he hedged Pittsburgh on the money line on Saturday, which he had a huge shot if Baltimore scores the touchdown. Lady scoops, right? He gets yeah. the contest entry, and he wins the bet, but then he also had. So although it didn't end up, he, he won six figures. He did a pretty good job monetizing, uh, to be said. Well, well put. And while the concept of Survivor is pretty straightforward, do you take anything? Like, is there are there conversations there at Circuit behind the scenes about anything changing moving forward, or is it a pretty straightforward concept? Well, here's the problem we have next year: is that it's a Tuesday, Wednesday, Christmas Eve, Christmas Day, and the NFL has come out and said we don't want to play. Now, they had gigantic ratings on Christmas Monday, right? They, they stole the spotlight from the NBA, all-time historic ratings. Will they reconsider that position and play on a Wednesday? I don't know because it's so late in the year. The short rest is really dis... dis Do you guys really think they care? They got this game on Peacock. They're getting paid $110 yeah. million dollars for this. I don't know. But if they did that, it creates that easy, right, 20 weeks. 
If not, maybe there's a Saturday where they play three games. I doubt they're going to go up against the college football playoff three games Saturday. Maybe the next Saturday they do three. I, I know Derek loves that number 20, right, to go 20 and 0. So somehow we ought to create a different three and four game window outside of Thanksgiving. That's the challenge for us next year. I'm not sure anything else changes other than it would be natural the guarantee would go from 8 to 10, I would think. Wow. The Miami-Kansas City game, any consternation there at Circa Properties getting Peacock up on the big screen? Well, not for us. We have it, but I feel bad for a lot of people. Who is it, Cousin Sal, that said, my dad has a better chance of finding a Peacock at the zoo than tuning into this game? <laughs> and like Derek says, line. you know, his parents winter in, in, in Palm Beach. He's like, my mom has never missed a playoff game of, of the Lions in her whole life. She's got no shot unless I send somebody to Florida to hook it up for her <laughs> and show her how to use it. They'll have to stay there on, on Sunday night. Right. It, it's terrible. And you're, you're you know, it's just a bad thing. So but and the bad thing about Peacock is you're going to buy it for one game. I mean, now they put they used to have the, the EPL games on. Now they put that behind the wall, too. So, yep. The paywall yeah. for English <laughs> Premier yep. League. Yeah. They, I used to get it. for right, right. Exactly. All right. <laughs> sign up with the email and then they hit you with the hammer. When we return. Uh, it's getting exciting because guess what's coming? And Dustin has promised a great batch of questions this week for Palm versus the Prince. Next, Sharp Money. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. AI might be the most important new computer technology ever. It's storming every industry, and literally billions of dollars are being invested. So buckle up. The problem is that AI needs a lot of speed and processing power. So how do you compete without costs spiraling out of control? It's time to upgrade to the next generation of the cloud. Oracle Cloud Infrastructure, or OCI. OCI is a single platform for your infrastructure, database, application development, and AI needs. OCI has four to eight times the bandwidth of other clouds, offers one consistent price instead of variable regional pricing, and of course, nobody does data better than Oracle. So now you can train your AI models at twice the speed and less than half the cost of other clouds. If you want to do more and spend less like Uber, 8x8, and Databricks Mosaic, take a free test drive of OCI at oracle.com slash strategic. That's oracle.com slash strategic. oracle.com slash strategic. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Okay, VSIN Daily. I know Mike Palm's a big fan. He signed up for free, and you can too. VSIN.com slash newsletter. You see the character of Bill AD. Just an absolute freaking legend. Look at him. And he's also 
Uh, Elms the Daily. He is the old newspaper editor, and it is a perfect way to start your betting day. Betting strategies, latest odds, trends, more. Links to our VEASAN top reads. Check them out. The podcast, VEASAN.com slash newsletter. You can sign up for free right now. Amal Shaw, Dustin Sweetelson, flanking the one and only Mike Palm. It's time for Palm versus the Prince. Backstage, of course, 30 seconds on the shot clock. Backstage. Mike Palm won the coin toss, and we're going to start a little unconventionally here. I'm going to surprise you guys with one. Uh, this is out of left field from the big guy. Palm, you're up. What site should host the NHL's Winter Classic, and what should be the matchup? Well, Patrick, off the top of my head, I know that there's three NHL teams that have never played in a Winter Classic. That would be the Florida Panthers, the Arizona Coyotes, and the Columbus Blue Jackets. So I sought to find a venue for one of them. And how about Penguins at Blue Jackets from the shoe in Columbus? <laughs> like we, we know we know like we know they don't use those facilities on January first. <laughs> oh, oh. oh, shots fired! <laughs> straight, to, straight, straight to you, Amal Shaw. Well, you know what? Another facility that doesn't get used on January first: Beaver Stadium in here, in State College, Pennsylvania. How about the Penguins against the Philadelphia Flyers? You'd have one of the largest stadiums in America to be able to utilize, and you don't have to worry about the weather because it's a little bit warmer in Columbus than it is in State College. All right, we flip. Amal, you're up. We'll go to number one here on the list. Which is more likely, Jim Harbaugh wins another Super Bowl or wins a Super Bowl or another national championship? Jim Harbaugh wins a Super Bowl. People forget how good he was in the National Football League. 13-3 and NFC Championship, 11-4 and Super Bowl runner-up, 12-4 and NFC Championship, 44-9 and in, and one in four seasons with the 49ers. He will return to the NFL with Justin Herbert, and he will take the kid from Eugene to the Super Bowl. I agree with them all that the Super Bowl is the answer. Look, Michigan is going to be in a big rebuild. You know that 49ers team that he took over in 11, a team that Jim Tomsula built. Let's not forget Jim Tomsula. Hadn't been to the playoffs since 2002. He takes them there. He goes to three consecutive NFC Championship games and takes, speaking of communists, (laughs) takes Kaepernick to the Super Bowl where he loses by a field goal the night the lights went out. So uh, I I think his pro career, his pro resume is right up there. And not necessarily with the Chargers, but where he goes. I think he could take the Bears to the Super Bowl, too. Producer Dustin Sweetelson with head in hand after that answer for some reason. Uh, we, 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 we continue. Uh, if you, Mike Palm, could hire any of the available coaching candidates for your team, who would you choose? Well, I, if we don't, we don't know Harbaugh is available, right? I mean, the definition of available is interesting here. So I'm going to assume not because he hasn't said anything. I'm going to go with Chris Peterson. Out of the same vein as Harbaugh, somebody that's built a program and built a culture in multiple places, both at Boise and at Washington. I think you need a program builder in the NFL, not some coordinator who just calls plays. You need a CEO. I'm going with Ben Johnson of the Detroit Lions. Most coaches that come from the collegiate ranks generally fail. You've only seen a handful of guys that have had tremendous success, Pete Carroll being one of them. But Ben Johnson is a guy that has helped this offense with the Lions. Think about this, guys. This is Jared Goff, former overall number one pick. I don't think anybody really thought he's ever played in his career at that level. It's taken great coaches to elevate him, Sean McVay and Ben Johnson being one of them. We have talked at length on this show about Ben Johnson having his options uh, readily available. I will go with the OC of the Lions, Ben Johnson. 
Okay, Amal Shaw, you're up. Palm versus the Prince here on Sharp Money. What is the most likely upset of the wild card round? I'm going with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers over the Philadelphia Eagles. They're at home. It's a Monday night game. This Eagles team, guys, is really just in trouble. They've lost five out of their last six games. They switched from Sean Desai as the defensive play caller to Matt Patricia. Anytime Matt Patricia is doing anything for you except taking out the trash, you're in trouble. You know, I, I agree with Maul in his theory of taking a home team. The popular answer is going to be the Rams over Detroit. But I think the crowd noise will play havoc with the snap count. And if they can get the Rams in third and long, the Detroit's going to be quite an atmosphere on Sunday. I'm going to take the Texans at home against the Browns. Look, this Browns defense, I've been high on them all year, but they don't travel as well as they play at home. Stroud will have a shot at him this time. Stroud against Flacco. Give me the Texans at home in a close game. Mike Palm, you're up. If you could go back to college and do it all over again at any university, where would you go? What a tough question here. Uh, it's, it's really hard because I'm happy with my college experience. But if I could do it at this age now, at this time, I think I would go to Stanford. Uh, I'd like to be in Northern California. I'd like to be involved in that kind of a high educational school. I thought about Harvard, MIT, but I don't really want to be in the Northeast. I want to stay. And I also want to be, you know, in an area that's like a liberal bastion as well. So maybe maybe I get some some different ideas into my head. Uh, <laughs> I was going to go with Stanford. Best you were? Really? Well, oh. best campus I've ever yeah. been to. And think about this. There's a strong possibility if you align yourself with the right classmate, you're probably going to become a billionaire. Right. Like if you get into business with the right classmates, you're going to make some money as you get out of Stanford. But uh, just to counter his yeah. argument, I'll go with Harvard. Yeah. It's it's a great place. You can get into any industry. You say Harvard on your resume. You're going to get hired. You're going to get overpaid and you're going to ascend very quickly, even if you don't have the na natural capability to do that. Might be able to lie about where you went to high school or your grades, too. <laughs> <laughs> Amal, you're up. Which quarterback do you expect to go on a playoff heater? I think Matthew Stafford. This is a proven commodity. When you look at the rest of the competition in the NFC, you've got younger, inexperienced guys who have not had the same success as him. This is a future Hall of Famer with a Super Bowl victory under his belt. Great offensive mind coach in Sean McVay. He's got the receivers on the perimeter to do it. Kyron Williams has emerged as a running back. And I think there's not a single moment that is going to take place for him in the postseason that's too big or something he hasn't seen. I, I had Stafford. And then I thought about he's got to he's going to have to play the 49ers if they win that first game, I would think, in the second round. So I'm looking for when you say heater, two or three great games. Let's not forget what a home field advantage Jerry World is. I'm going to go with Dakota Prescott, the 18th or whatever his thing is. Them at home. Look, they're taking on a Packer team. I don't know that, that, that Joe Barry is exactly a defensive genius. And then they will probably get to stay at home and play Detroit uh, or the Tampa Philadelphia winner, I'm assuming. You know, so I don't think they have to come up with any great against any great pass defense in their first two games at home. Okay. Uh, Mike Palm, you're up. What famous person would you want invited to your funeral? Yeah. Well, I, this was a slam dunk for me. I'd take Pope Francis. I need all the help I can get crossing the finish line, and I think if he was the officiant at my funeral, that might get me there. That might just tip the scales. I would go with... Uh... <laughs> you're in a tough spot here, Amal. I, that's a good answer. <laughs> he passes. Not, Did he pass? He misunderstood no, the question. Oh, no, that's who, who's impressed you in college football? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. 
studio. The son. I was enthralled with his son's hockey game. I would take. Oh, is I would he, take. Is he buffering? No, 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 no. I was trying to get you. I was trying to. I, I would take Bukele, the president of El Salvador, because he's the only one who's been able to clean up that country after a, a massive uh, civil war for 30 years and got all the gangbangers off the street, and we need that in this country. And that keeps... <laughs> this is your funeral. No, I don't care. But I'm what does saying, it have to do with your I'm funeral? Just, I, somebody, I want somebody that did something well in That's life. That's too political. I want somebody... <laughs> too did, political. I forgot the question. <laughs> what is I that forgot the question, okay? I'm faking my own death, so I'm not going to be there. <laughs> I forgot the question. Would you want to... Would you want him to bring a pizza with sausages and pepperoni? <laughs> Ooh, oh my god! That was laughing too hard at this question that I forgot. Dude, El Salvador, <laughs> you are a legend. All right, I gotta control myself. Okay, uh, <laughs> Amal, which NFL playoff coach would you would be most fun to hang out with in Las Vegas? Whew. Sean McVay, because he's got personality. He'll talk to people. Some of these other guys, you want Kevin Stefanski? I mean, the guy's an absolute doorknob. Whenever you go to talk to somebody, he's not going to be engaged. McVay seems like the most fun guy to go out with. He's got a personality, younger guy. I, I don't think it's really that close when you look at the rest of the coaches in the playoffs. I went with Dan Campbell. I think this guy might be fun to hang out with. I think he brings the energy to any party. He'd find some nice spots to go to. All right, let's add it up. I mean, this was... Whew. I'm in pain my right goodness. now. Dustin, I, thought process here. I'm, hold on. I'm adding mine up. I, got I do two, have a push. Two. I have one push. How many? Do you have no, any pushes? I got one. There's a lot. Yeah, I got <laughs> three pushes. <laughs> I got to tell you, the El Salvador president answer was so insane, it almost won that one. <laughs> it cannot win. <laughs> it, was, it was so ridiculous. It, it, it would win some questions, but not to the question that was asked. It was like the, the Mark funeral. Fox hiring at Georgia. There were no my, ties. My real answer is I don't want anybody at my funeral. I'm dead. Why are you guys wasting your time? Move on. <laughs> One day you'll get to write oh the questions, Amal. One day. Oh my God. It was fantastic. It was just fantastic. I, I do have a decision. I felt like I entered the Matrix officially when he started giving. When he, when he Is he off. buffering? <laughs> I don't even know who the president of El, El Salvador is. <laughs> don't worry. Your partner's got you covered. <laughs> oh, <laughs> What do you got? I got it 4-3 in favor of Mike Palm. I've got it 3-2 and 3. So 3-2 and 3 in favor. Now, he buttered. This is, I will say, it's a bit of buttering yes. me up because he went with Matthew Stafford. And that tipped it over. Amal, congratulations. You guys What's, split this week. Oh! Three, two, so and now, three pushes. So now five, two, and three. Or soccer, five, three, and two for me. <laughs> <laughs> How do they rule it in El Salvador? <laughs> Mike's got 18 points in this day. <laughs> This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Okay, Sharp Money here on VSIN, the sports betting network. We're presented by DraftKings. We say hi to you. Of course, midweek, we've got wildcard weekend coming up. Amal Shaw, Dustin Sweetelson. I'm Patrick Maher. We're going to welcome in Mick Schaefer, covers the Kansas City Chiefs for NBC there locally, does a great job at Mick Schaefer on Twitter. First off, Mick, thank you for the time. We appreciate you. Uh, and secondly, uh, are you cold? Is it cold there yet in Kansas City? Because the big storyline going into the game this weekend is it's going to be ridiculously cold and we could see some wind as well, right? 
I'm freezing. There's like there's like 40 here today. I'm freezing. I'm just staring out to snow here in our parking lot, and it's gonna just get colder and snowier. And yeah, no, it's. Uh, I've lived in Kansas my whole life, yet I still haven't got used to it. Um, but it's gonna be like post-apocalyptic, fellas, on on uh, on Saturday night. Like the road, if you've ever seen that movie. Or the, what's what's the planet in Star Wars? Hoth. Yeah, we're gonna be slicing open. Tauntauns and trying to sleep in them. It's going to be so cold. <laughs> Go ahead, Will. Nick. What is the reason that this team is at its lowest points per game average in the last ten years? I don't know. We've been trying to figure that one out all season long, guys. They brought back just about everybody on offense, minus Juju Smith-Schuster. No, there's no Tyreek Hill here, uh, but they were still so productive last year. Led the NFL on offense and. Won a Super Bowl, right? And Patrick Mahomes is the MVP. Or they got two new tackles. And aside from them committing, like, I don't know, combined six penalties a game, they block well. They're, they're past blockers. He's had the most time to throw in his entire six-year career. And something is just off, whether it's – now, there's been a lot of drops. But you know what? The, the receiving core here in town has never been, never been perfect. Um, that's obviously played, played a factor, but something's off with Mahomes. It's almost like he has too much time. He's a guy that's always been more comfortable kind of escaping the pocket and on the run and ad-libbing. And for whatever reason, it's not happening this year. He, he's not on the same page with receivers. I mean, look, he's not a, uh, he's not a uh, in-rhythm thrower, right? He's not going to hit that back foot on the three-step drop and just the ball's coming out. No, usually it's that secondary window that receivers have to find. Um, and they're just not finding them. They're at least not finding the same window that uh, Mahomes is looking at. So it's been a uh, 18-week mystery for us here in Kansas City. It's funny. I mean, Chiefs fans forever have prayed for protection and a great Chiefs defense for Patrick Mahomes. They've got both this year, and it's the worst offensive year of his career. Mick Schaefer, NBC Kansas City Sports Director, joins us here. Sharp Money getting set up for the Dolphins Chiefs. Right now, the Chiefs are laying four and a half, a total of 44. You heard Mick talk about it's already cold. It's going to get colder there in Kansas City come Saturday night. Uh, We talk about props a lot on the show as well. What can we expect from Pacheco? Mick, we saw Pacheco in that scripted first drive against Cincinnati absolutely go off, and then it was just field goals the rest of the way. Do you expect to see a lot of Pacheco in this matchup against the Dolphins? I do. I mean, Jarek McKinnon's not going to be uh, available, looks like, at all uh, the rest of the uh, the postseason. You have uh, Clyde Edwards-Lair. But I think when it comes to the ground game, uh, it's going to be Isaiah Pacheco. I mean, he's been a guy that's been able to show that he can catch the ball in the backfield even more here in his second year. So they rested him last week against the Chargers, and they need to know. I mean, they need him as healthy as possible because, look, this guy is You've seen him run, right? I mean, he had a concussion two weeks ago and then came back and just just kept leading with his head on every run. There were no business decisions out there. So it's the guy that's going to win. He's kind of always in playoff mode, right? So he's kind of built for this. And, yeah, for for an offense that just can't get things going for whatever reason in the passing game, they need to be able to surprise teams and pop off some big – some big chunk yardage in the ground game, and he's uh, he's really the Chiefs' only option to do it. Mick, why is this defense elevated so much under Spagnola? I think what in his fifth year here now. It's a great question. Uh, they're solid up front at every uh, kind of every level of the defense. Defense. Chris Jones, of course, missed the first game, but came back. Has been normal. Chris Jones self. Uh, they've got a pass rush now. They've got 
not like Chris Jones with 10 and a half sacks, but George Harloftis has been a guy. He's got 10 and a half sacks as well. Charles Aminahue has been kind of an unsung hero for this defense. He missed the first six games of the suspension, but he has come in and fit in right away as another guy that's going to get to the quarterback. They're solved in the linebacking core, Nick Bolton and Willie Gay. Drew Tranquil has been maybe the team's best pickup in the offseason, came over from the Chargers, the guy that is a leader on that defense, that is kind of the quarterback, knows where everybody's supposed to be. And really, um, and maybe this is the biggest part, the secondary, which was kind of like the Fab Five last year, right? So many, there were five, uh, quote-unquote, freshmen, you know, uh, rookie secondary players that started and played big factors in the Super Bowl run. They've grown up together. They're now, they're now, you know, sophomores or second year guys, and they've played outstanding um, along with the veterans back there in uh, in Legarius Sneed, who's having his best season. So it's kind of solid all across the board. And it's been honestly the the reason this team is is even a three seed has been the defense. Mick. The Las Vegas game on Christmas, obviously down. And then I didn't think they looked good against Cincinnati. You can correct me if you do. Now the Charger game was back up, so I'm going to throw that away and ask you this way. Is there an assumption there in Kansas City that the Chiefs can just flip a switch now that it's postseason time? There is that, but it's dwindling, right? Because you thought kind of after that, it was that Eagles game that kind of could have, should have won. And then you hit December, right? And you're after the bye week. Andy Reid always wins after bye. December games, he always wins December games. I didn't do that either time. And every week, you're like, okay, you know, they're playing for their you know, playoff lives a couple of those weeks, and they got to win the division. And you're expecting the offense to kind of wake up and, and flip the switch, and they never did. You're exactly right. I mean, they did not get looking the Raiders nor the Bengals game offensively. They're able to win the Bengals game. Didn't look good against the Patriots. Able to win the Patriots game. Um, and really, I was thinking about today, the last time this offense looked like its old self was the first half of the game against Miami in Germany. I was there in Frankfurt, and they, they just hummed along. They scored that first drive, and the scripted plays, I can tell you, the scripted plays are always so much better than the, uh, the remainder of the plays that we, we joke they should script the first 70 plays instead of 15. Uh, but uh, that first half, and then they put up a goose egg the second half, and it has been a struggle ever since. And it's funny, like, you know, I mean, the, the Eagles defense took a nosedive and the Chiefs offense took a nosedive. Both teams in the Super Bowl last year, those are their strengths. And it's almost like, well, uh, well the Chiefs were out celebrating all summer long. Everybody else was trying to figure out the uh, Chiefs offense, and they had. So this is kind of like Miami in this game, and I don't know how much you can in, in negative degree weather, but this is kind of the last-ditch uh, effort for this team to take it, this offense to take it to another level. Uh, and if they can, I think they can go far. I mean, the, the AFC is right for the picking. I mean, like the, the Bills are a good team. They beat the Chiefs, but I think they're absolutely beatable. And so it's, it's Patrick Mahomes in the playoffs, and he has never not been great. We'll see if this regular season that's been kind of down this year is going to, you know, translate uh, into the uh, the postseason. He does, and it will be, uh, you know, it won't be Superman for once. If they get by Miami, they're probably going to have to go on the road. This is the first time in Mahomes' career he'll have to go on the road in the postseason. How much of a factor could that be for them? Uh, it could be a, it could be one, but I mean, look, um, and I think a lot of this has to do with Andy Reid. They, they've always been as good or better a road team under Andy Reid. Oh, look, they're four and four at home this year. <laughs> four games at home, including uh, what uh, three of the last four, or something like that. Um, so. Uh, it's a team that, I mean, that 
that can respond on the road. We just haven't seen it, right? Uh, Patrick Mahomes has never played a road playoff game. The closest thing was what, Super Bowl 55, quote-unquote neutral site, in Tampa playing Tampa, but never a true technical road game in the playoffs. It looks like if they can get by the Dolphins this week, that will come to an end. I'm going to ask because I'm genuinely curious, Mick, and you knew it was coming. So we know how the Taylor Swift coverage has happened (laughs) nationally. It gets joked about with uh, Travis Kelsey. What's the take on the attention locally in Kansas City? I think for the most part, everybody's cool with it and loves it and everything. It's like, hey, look, this is a international superstar, right? One of the, the greatest uh, performers, musical uh, acts that's ever existed, right? And she's hanging out in Leewood, Kansas, right? My, my daughter is 12. I, I paid, uh, I don't think she can go to college now. I paid a small fortune for her to go to the uh, Taylor Swift concert this summer before they were even dating. And I... I, I like told her the other day, I'm like, isn't it cool that like Taylor Swift is like, you know, staying the night about, I don't know, 15 miles away from you every night. She hadn't thought about that. She <laughs> blew her mind. Right. And so uh, it's cool. The attention, all that it's lasted way longer than I thought it would. And it uh, genuinely appears to be feelings there and everything. So I, I'm all for people, uh, people getting mad that they take cutaways of her. And I think that's just people looking to get mad. It's not like they're missing plays or anything. But it's cool to have a superstar in Kansas City kind of kind of putting uh, the, the town on the map a little bit. We'll take it. We'll take all the, uh, all the attention we can get. Totally agree. Life's not that serious. Have some fun. Mick Schaefer, he did a great job. We needed it. We got it. NBC Kansas City Sports Director at Mick Schaefer on Twitter. Enjoy the game and stay warm. Thanks, Mick. All right, I'll do one of those two. Thanks, man. See you guys. Thank you. <laughs> try, try to do both. We continue with Wild Card Weekend next here, Sharp Money. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Bet $5, get $200 in bonus bets instantly at DraftKings. 
That's for new customers when you use the promo code Vegas right now. Again, five bucks gets you $200 instantly. No sweat, same game parlay every day for all betters over at DraftKings. The crown is yours. You're we just talking about how cold it's going to be in Kansas City. May I just say something quickly? Uh, as we welcome you back, we had our buddy Mick Schaefer on. He covers the Chiefs there, NBC in Kansas City. We're going to do that for you all week as we get closer to these six wildcard games heading into Monday night's game down in Tampa, of course. Let me just say this. There's 8.1 mil- eight, excuse me, 8.1 billion people on the planet. I think it's hard to argue that of the 8.1 billion, Taylor Swift is the most popular. It's okay, dudes, to say it's kind of weird that she's dating the tight end of the Chiefs and hanging out in Missouri all the time. So, again, the planet is big. 8.1 billion people is a lot. Across the planet, the most popular one is Taylor Swift. It's okay to mention on the broadcast without losing your man card that you're pretending to have while you continue to uh, put forth your insecurities. To pretend like it's not a big deal that she's just hanging out in Missouri. Am I wrong, fellas? It's kind of a big deal. No? No, I I don't have any issue with you saying that about Taylor Swift, but I would push back with probably Messi or Ronaldo globally. Yeah, amongst men, I you 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 could argue Messi or Ronaldo. Yeah, I I would agree because especially Ronaldo with women, maybe. Yeah, I was going to say it's not. I would say in South America, Africa, Europe, and Asia. Okay, third most popular of eight point one billion. Still a big story. She's in the top five. She's (laughs) in the top five. It was funny. I've had this conversation before. We've had the argument: who is the most famous person that was during your lifetime? I always thought it was Princess Diana. Princess Di is a good one. She missed out a big chunk of mine, though. R.I.P. We used to we we used to have the conversation because it was so random and he grew up not too far from where where I grew up around like 2000, 2001, 2002 to say that Eminem was the biggest star on the planet was kind of a big deal for a kid that literally grew up in it. He grew up in the trailer park next to the one that we started off in. That was kind of a big story. Princess Di. Yeah. In our lifetime. I think that's pretty good. Dustin, do you have one you'd like well, to throw I mean, in? It, for Princess Di, part of it's imperialism. So, I mean, they, they controlled so much of the world that she was involved in all these other places. So she was in, like, remote areas where they didn't even have TV or media. Um, most famous in my lifetime? I, honestly, one doesn't even pop in my brain. Because I just think I lived in the celebrity era where, like, everyone's had their runs of being the most famous You always famous have person. hot takes on celebrities. Well, no, my hot take take was going to be Taylor Swift at the game. Well, no, my hot take was going to be you said there are dudes out there who think like mentioning Taylor Swift revokes your man card. Well, the funniest was who's the dude that does the uh, red zone? Scott Scott Hansen. So you could tell he so badly want he mentioned it during the red zone last week. And you could tell he so badly was like. But then he immediately goes, that's not real football. Let's get back to he caught himself. And I was like, dude, it's okay. Take a deep breath. Hold it for three seconds and then let it go. What, what is it's the okay. Deal? The the guys that you're trying to pander to on social are going to kill you either way. So just keep just breathe. I, I just breathe. My point would be if you think that you lose your man card because of Taylor Swift being mentioned, you've never listened to her music. It's a delightful catalog. I'm very late to the party here, so I'm definitely a front runner. But I started at one point in the summer. 
spring, summer. I started listening to like one of her songs on my way into work every day. I can tell you my mood when I listen to her music versus other people's, it shifts. Oh, no. Listen, I make no qualms about it. I like her music. I got nothing. I have nothing against her. My only thing I, I think for a lot of people is like, they, every time the Chiefs are on, the attention's on her. I think that's the only thing. Okay, I've got, I've got, yeah, the, I mean, I've got but again, person in my head. Oprah. Go, go ahead. Oprah. No. Oprah's a good one. I'm saying she's domestic. She's Oprah. Oprah. Kim Kardashian. Some, one of those two. Oh, take it easy, bro. <laughs> Kim Kardashian. Hey, the so man card conversation. Uh, and, and don't worry. Don't call me after and say, did you hear my Princess Diana joke? I did. I just, it was a little crass, so I kept going. Um, the man card conversation, the same dudes that say man cave, Ooh. you've oh, been I, subjugated I, to the basement in your own house that you bought. Dude, stop bragging. I anyway. hate that term. <laughs> it is so cheesy. <laughs> so your wife gave you one room and it's below the earth and you're bragging. Stop it. <laughs> and Patrick, you know, this growing up in the Midwest, it's a place where most people don't go for six months. Exactly. We used to go to the basement if there was a tornado or I wanted to make out. Not because I wanted to brag. All right. So uh, we've got Scott Spritzer. Oprah, that's a, Oprah's an interesting one. Is it more domestic or international? I think she probably got international acclaim. Anyway, that is... Sunday is going to be interesting because you just said it during the break. You said it's going to be like below zero by the time it all evens out with the temperatures and what, 12 to 15 mile an hour winds pretty consistent in Kansas City. Dustin just sent me a tweet. Dustin, it looks like Tua is going to be wearing some gloves out there. So maybe overthinking it a little bit in our lifetime. Obviously, um, the two games that stand out and it's why Eli's going to the Hall of Fame, and that is the game he played in Green Bay, where your boy Tom Coughlin was out here looking like a strawberry. And then the Kaepernick game, well, regardless of what you think of the guy, when he was was like 20 below and he had short sleeves on in Green Bay and had a great game. Those are the two that stand out immediately. Can you think of in our lifetime colder games? For me, it was the AFC Championship game. I was a kid. It was the Bengals and the Chargers. The Chargers win that thriller in Miami, double overtime, and then they go up to Cincinnati. I think that was the second coldest game in NFL history, maybe behind the ice bowl. I don't remember exactly. And it's unusual because in Cincinnati, it gets cold, but not at that level or that extreme. Green Bay doesn't come as a complete surprise between the Cowboys and the Packers back in, I think, what, 67, Dustin, you said? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the, the, the ice bowl, the ice bowl. Go ahead, Dustin. Sorry. The Giants game because Tom Coughlin changed skin tones <laughs> like he, he literally had a different skin. If he had to file for his license that day, he'd have to change skin colors. He looked like a different. He was literally red. So I know I have a feeling I know Patrick's answer to this question. You got 50 yard line seats. It's the Lions playing the Packers at Lambeau. It's that cold. It's the NFC championship game and the or the Giants are playing the Packers. Are you guys going? Go into the game? Yeah. No. No. <laughs> that's, right, that's right. I knew you were, Yeah. No. I'm a 45-year-old man. <laughs> I will be sitting in temperature-controlled rooms. <laughs> you? Oh, no, no, no. There is a zero percent. You, you can't get me to a football game. Okay. I didn't know that about you. Okay. You, 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 can't, you cannot possibly get me to a football unless you're paying Bad me boy. to be there. No, it's just. Hey, you know what I did, boys? I actually, uh, it was 2011. It was obviously when the Tigers played the Giants in the World Series. 
and uh, maybe it was the first time I made any money. So I decided I was living in New York City. I decided I was going to fly home and take my father to game three of Detroit. And remember, they got swept. But it, game three, uh, was it swept or five? One of the two. They were terrible. They were terrible in the St. Louis in 06 in the St. Louis World Series as well. I digress. I took my dad to game three. Zoe Dashnell sang the national anthem. What's up, Dustin? Zoe Fan. Dashnell in uh, 2011. That's what's up, right? Property Brothers. Anyway, the game was a dud. And I believe we sat there at Comerica in... 32 degree temperatures isn't that freezing yep yeah 32 is freezing let me see i'll tell you right now but the point is in my brain it all seems so wonderful take my father who you know we come up watching sports together take him to a world series game with our team the detroit tigers we were so miserable it was such a horrific experience i would never do anything like that again let me just see game three 2012 uh, 2012 the then. Yeah. 2012. Uh, having to watch Johnny Peralta too probably hurts too. <laughs> oh, Peralta, he got rocked. Uh, Tigers versus Giants temp. It was so cold because you're sedentary. Yeah, that's you're exactly there. Yeah. But the it's thing miserable. About, think about it, football. The the three minutes on the timeout. The I horrible mean, angles. Oh. You, unless you're sitting fifth, like the t- from the where the TV cameras are, yeah. like that one row in the stadium. Unless you're sitting there on either side, you don't have a good angle on anything. Well, I'm just thinking about it's going to be what? It's a 7:15 start in Kansas City. It's at nighttime. I mean, it is going to be so cold at that game. And I mean, two as a kid who grew up in. Uh, I forgot where in Honolulu. I mean, <laughs> that's all you need to say. Dude, Honolulu. <laughs> Iwa Beach. He's from Iwa Beach. He's wearing no he's gloves. He's from literally from the beach, man. He's it not going to wear gloves. No oh, gloves. he's not going to wear gloves. I thought gloves. the no. report was he no. was going to wear gloves. No, no glove, no love. Lay four and a half with Kansas City. <laughs> Kenny Pickett's like, dude, I'm wearing gloves if it's 30 degrees or 110 <laughs> degrees. That's why I'm a backup. We're coming back with Scott Spritzer next year, Sharp Money. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Hey guys, back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck yeah! And some waves, so we could go surfing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> ah, love that! A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in! Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it! Um, can a girl go shopping? Yeah, baby! Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. 
With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.